TV is on location here at New York Comic Con, where we will be speaking with creators of comics and graphic novels, uh, editors, and we'll be chatting with some people in costume. And I've been looking all over for someone older than me, and I found him. It's Archie. Archie is 75. Happy birthday, Arch. Tell us about Manga Classics. Okay, well, the idea behind Manga Classics is to do uh, kind of an updated version of literary classics, but in a manga format, so they feel really fresh and new, and give kids like a new entry point into learning these timeless stories. So we have uh, two, uh, two of your books right here. We have Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility, and you have? This is uh, Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre. So these are the uh, two most recent? Yes, uh, Jane Eyre is actually not yet out in stores. It's gonna be out in a couple of weeks and Sense Sensibility just launched last month. Uh, how do you pick the books? How do, how do you pick the classics? <laughs> There's so many classics. I know, it is actually very challenging. We have a council of librarians and teachers that we work with to help us uh, narrow down what kind of titles will be uh, the best for the line. Uh, we also look a lot at what's in the core curriculum for schools across the United States because we want to be able to do books that are both um, kind of a, a fun read away from the classroom, but also have an educational value and can be incorporated into classroom learning. Like on our website, we have some teacher guides and things like that about how you can use these books to help support um, kids reading these in uh, as part of their educational process, as well as for fun. Right, it's a great way to introduce the classics. Can you show us a, a spread? As you can see through here, you've got a lot of the very classic manga styling. You get the big eyes, lots of very character-focused detailing. We try to find a balance between what um, the classic stories are all about, but also making sure that they include enough manga styling so they are authentic to how manga storytelling works as well. So, you've written like eight books, and you have one coming out with uh, Candlewick, and it's the... The Evil Wizard's Small bone is uh, what it's called. Is the wizard the main character? I would say that he's the main antagonist. The main character is a little boy called Nick. But there is uh, magic because we have a yeah. wizard in there and uh, you mentioned something earlier about coyotes. Well there's a lot of shapeshifters in this and the truly evil wizard, Loup Garou, which is uh, French for shapeshifter or, or for, um, for werewolf. And he has, because he's living in Maine, he has gathered around him a tribe of were coyotes, uh, people he has turned into coyotes and who can go back and forth. And they all have, then they ride motorcycles. So there you are. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much for asking me. I really enjoyed it. So we are here at Harper Children's at Comic-Con, and your pick is? Three Dark Crowns by Kendara Blake. It's an epic fantasy. It's set in a really, really lush, very cool world where there are three sisters who are born as triplets and they're raised as, you know, children playing together, but then they are forced to be split apart and they have to fight to the death to become queen of the kingdom. And each one has a secret weapon to use against the others. We're at Penguin Young Readers and we're gonna find out their pick. So what's the pick? Our pick is Young Elites by Marie Will. It is an insanely amazing story. She was born to destroy you. And luck just has it that her finale to the series comes out on Tuesday. We are at Random House. Children and Random House teens here. So you get two picks. Our middle grade pick is Wonder Woman at Superhero High. We're really excited about this one and a lot of people have seem to be really excited too. And our team pick is The Fever Code by James Dashner. He's actually gonna be here tomorrow doing signings and we're really excited about it. We're at Little Brown Young Readers and you have to pick something. So what what did you pick? Um, 
we got Catronauts Mission Moon. It's a uh, upcoming graphic novel for a chapter book set. It's going to be in full color. It's um, Cats in Space. I'm from Abrams, and our pick is Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales Alamo All-Stars. I love this book. It's a really fun way for kids to engage with comics and history. We're here for the Quirk Books pick. So what's the book that you're picking? Yes, uh, my book is Warren the 13th and the All-Seeing Eye. It's the tale of a 12-year-old boy who inherits his parents' hotel. And this book, I don't know if you can see it, it's full of beautiful illustrations, intricately detailed illustrations, hundreds of illustrations on every page. So it's sort of a hybrid between a novel and a graphic novel. It's full of puzzles and mysteries and riddles, and it's a lot of fun. We're here at First Second Books with Box Brown, the creator of Tetris, the games people play. So what's the book about? So it's about the video game Tetris, which is, you know, ubiquitous, you know, a lot, you know, it's been out for years on every computer, every phone, every uh, handheld game system you could imagine. The story behind the creation of it is, is crazy. I mean, it was created by um, a man named Alexei Pajitnov uh, in Soviet Russia before the fall of communism. And he made it purely to do it. You know, he didn't have any kind of profit motive behind him. And um, to me, I think that kind of makes it like a perfect art project. And so part of the book is examining video games as an art form and how they've affected not just in recent years, but throughout the history of humanity, the way games have been part of our lives. So uh, you're a, a creator of nonfiction uh, non graphic books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I do some fiction work too, um, but last couple of books have been all nonfiction. So let's play a little game. I'm going to open the book to any page, any page, and, we're, and you're going to tell us what's happening, okay? okay. So this page is kind of like a two-page story right here where this is about a guy, when Tetris first came out in Russia, it got passed around on disc from person to person. So this is about a, the boss or manager of a, uh, work of a group of working people, and he tells them about Tetris and gives them the game. And he's like, you guys all have to play this. This is so great. And he gives one to everybody on his team. And then within a week, he had to take them away from everybody because nobody was working. They were just playing Tetris the whole time. Here we are at New York Comic Con at the first, second booth with John Patrick Green, who is now a creator, both words and pictures, yes. in your new book, Hippopotamister. Uh, well, the, the book is about a hippo and a red panda who live in a zoo, but the zoo's kind of falling apart. So they, uh, they decide they're going to leave, they're going to escape the zoo and try to get jobs amongst the humans. And so he becomes a hippopotamister to kind of blend in. And no one notices that he's a, he that he's a hippo, uh, but the red panda isn't usually very good at the jobs and they, you know, disaster happens and they get fired and then they go on and try another job. And a mayhem ensues. Yes, mayhem and hilarity ensues. Yeah. <laughs> This takes place right after uh, Red Panda and Hippo try to be Italian chefs, uh, and that doesn't go off too well. Um, but Red Panda always has another job up his sleeves, and the next job they're going to try is to be bankers, uh, which, uh, you know, if you read it, you'll see how well that goes. <laughs> I'm here with Rebecca Mock. She is the comic book creator and illustrator of Compass South. Thanks for being here. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, this isn't your first Comic-Con. No, but this is my first one where I have a real book. 
So that's really nice. Yes, congratulations. And so Compass South, you uh, created the uh, illustrations or the comics here, and uh, the book is by Hope Lawson. So tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, well, Compass South is a high seas adventure story. Uh, it's a middle grade book, so it's uh, for younger kids. Um, it's all about uh, a couple of uh, runaway twins, Alex and Cleo, and they get into some trouble with some pirates, and they might stumble on some lost treasure. Uh, and they go on all sorts of adventures. In this spread, we have our elusive villain, Luther, looking for our protagonist, Cleo, in uh, a ship's hold. And Cleo and her friend, um, Silas, are hiding in some boxes, in some crates. And uh, Luther gets caught by one of the shipmen, and he gets dragged away. So they, get to ev they evade him once more. I'm particularly proud of this page. Oh. So what type of uh, research did you do? Uh, well, I did a lot of research just on the look of the book because that was my main focus. I wanted it to look good. So I found any illustrations or any photos I could from the time period. This is 1860s. Um, and I went and I watched period films and I looked at other period comics to try to see how they drew that kind of stuff. Um, and it was a collaborative process between me and Hope because she had a lot of input about how she wanted the book to look as well. Uh. Well, here we are with Scott Westerfeld at New York Comic Con with his new book, Spill Zone. And there's a poster that says, no entry, no photos, no survivors. Mm. Basically, a small town in upstate New York was destroyed three years before the book starts by some sort of weird event that no one really understands. They don't know whether it was an alien visitation or some sort of Cthulhu spilling from another world or a nanotech accident. But that night, horrible things happened. Most people were lost. Um, our, our protagonist, Addison Merritt, was 16 at the time. She's 19 now. She had snuck out of her house that night, so she's a survivor, as is her little sister, who's one of the few people to escape the zone. She and a bunch of other little kids got out on a school bus, and nobody knows who drove the bus because none of them have spoken since. Tell us what's going on here. Addison has just found out that a person who sells her art for her has been ripping her off. He's been telling her she's, he's only taking 30%, but he hasn't been telling her the real price because, of course, it's all secret, it's all illegal, you're not supposed to go in the zone, so it's underground art. And she's finally met one of her rich collectors, person to person, and that collector's taking her in a limo down to New York City. So she's angry, she's realized she's been ripped off, and she's got, she's got a new employer now. Spill Zone itself comes out in May of 2017, but you can go online now and start reading it. We're gonna serialize it between now and May uh, at thespillzone.com. Um, I have a middle grade novel called Horizon coming out in late uh, December. And um, my book, Swarm, just came out last week. It's the second book in the Zeros trilogy. The Busy Scott Westerfeld.